0: Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe you have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation, and that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is, You're going to learn so much for yourself, even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information, as well as sharing nutrition experience with you. Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you, you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at Own Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really wanna make this a side deal or a side hustle, you'll you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out for me every few years. I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com, or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Ross, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out. But I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years. And I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. Best of their day. Fern, Todd. How you been, man?
2: I've been good.
1: I feel like we haven't talked in a while. I miss you.
2: Yeah, it's been a couple <laughs> weeks, dude. Just down here sweating in Florida. Staying hot warm. hot it there? It's hot. Hundreds? No, nah, I don't think it touches 100, but it's high 90s with, you know, 100, 80, 158, 90% humidity. percent humidity. humidity. Yeah, so it's hot. You
1: basically have to be a fish to survive there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly, but it's good.
1: When was your last seminar?
2: I didn't work this w- last weekend, but the weekend before that.
1: Where were we at? Orlando. Uh, you basically haven't left Florida since you since we started back up, have you?
2: No, I've been all around, all around the state. Jacksonville a couple times, yeah. Orlando a couple okay. times, Tampa a couple times. So
1: it's okay. been good. All right. So on that note, when you, so today we're going to talk about feedback, both getting feedback and giving feedback. So my question for you is when you, how long did you go without doing a seminar? Let me ask you that. Like four months, three months. Uh,
2: I can look and see my last one was the 14th and 15th of March. And then I went again the 30th of May. So two and a
1: half months yeah something like that. two and a half months okay so we've talked about this in previous podcasts but everybody gets feedback over the course of the weekend meaning the red shirts obviously the participants get a lot of feedback but red shirts uh both give and give get feedback so how was it a giving feedback and then and then did you get any feedback your first weekend back
2: um yeah getting given feedback it's always, you know, my approach to giving feedback is first to get a feel for the the, the trainer, the person I'm giving feedback to, just to see what their thoughts are. Because a lot of times, I think people that are self-aware, um, and most people that have, you know, done pretty well in their careers or whatever, have to be fairly self-aware. Most of the time, mm. they kind of feel where they were strong and where they're weak. And a lot of time, that just leads to a discussion where they already know where where they've got an opportunity and then it can just be a constructive conversation about here's some ideas on how to improve that. So it doesn't even have to come across as like, yeah, here's what you did wrong or any of that kind of thing. So my approach is always, um, trying to ask questions, get a feel for what they, they thought of the weekend, where they thought they were strong or where there were some opportunities and then go from there. Um, after two and a half months, I think most of the trainers, myself included, were a little, um, a little rusty. So getting back. And so it was discussions. I think a lot of it was discussions on this is what felt weird. Not only was I rusty, but also there's a whole new environment that we're training in with post COVID um, protocols and trying to keep everybody safe and comfortable and all that kind of stuff. Um, So it turned into really kind of an open discussion on um, strategies to stay sharp, even when you've gone a prolonged period without, Doing your role, whether that's giving yeah. presentations, whether that's coaching in person, whatever that is, um, and then some open dialogue around how to approach this new environment going forward. So it was a, it was a good experience. Yeah, it was cool yeah I that. think
1: the yeah I think the natural progression for a lot of that is as as you have anybody who becomes more competent at their craft, the feedback obviously changes and turns into a little bit more discussion where it might be asking for advice on something very specific or something like that. Um, but that's typically not how it starts. Typically starts a little bit more rough, I guess, a little bit more direct. Um, and I think that's pretty standard. I know a lot, a lot of the feedback discussions I have are, are, are more topics about like how to do something or like, how do you want to massage this, uh, lecture topic or how do you maybe want to change like for level twos for instance like how, are we going to try something unique with one of the teach backs or something like that like how are you going to run this group a little bit differently but um what were some of the ways you've gotten it wrong either in the gym giving feedback or even as a flow when you first started giving feedback
2: i think one of the things in for me as a person getting feedback I'm kind of less concerned with the things I did well and I'm more interested in just, Hey, what can I do to get better? Or what, what did I mess up or any of that kind of stuff? And so I'm usually asking for that and looking for that. And so thinking that, you know, that's the way that I am. I took the assumption that people, other people were the same as me. And so a lot of times my feedback strictly related to things that stuff that people could do better without the, um, praise and the attaboys on the things that they're already doing well Um, and so I think where I've gone wrong with that is just pointing out the bad things and like you know I jump in as an owner I jump in our one of our classes our coach coach coaches a great class and the class just finishes and I don't say anything whereas the next class I jump in they do something that I think they can do better and at the end of class I tell them what they can do better Whereas um, now what I try to do when I'm in a class and it's a good class, I try to make sure I point that out. So that way, every time I come to them, they don't have the fear of like, oh, crap, here comes Todd. He's going to tell me what I did wrong. Um, it's it's trying to be a little bit better at pointing out the things they're doing well. So I think that's one of the things that I've, I've struggled with and worked on, um, given both the, both the positive and the negative side of things.
1: I think that's pretty common. And I was the same way too. The uh, And I kind of made that uh that same mistake and so now what i do so if like if i'm just even sitting off to the side and somebody and like somebody's doing something well like even if i have like some negative feedback <clears throat> i'll probably just table that that not negative feedback for constructive feedback i'll probably just table that right there on the spot and then just say hey that was a great class like nice job like yes we could do some things different like we could all improve everything that we do but sometimes I think it's wholly appropriate to just say, good fucking job. Like, that was good, you know, and uh, particularly if you have been hard in the past, I think it becomes more important. Like if you've been the type of person to give like pretty harsh feedback and have high high standards, then I think those attaboys and those like, hey, that was great. That was a 27-person class. You crushed it. Everybody was engaged. Those can go a long way. Um, And I've seen the reaction for people when you do that for them, they're like, the confidence level just goes up, you know? Um, yeah. What are some of the things that you think you've, have you ever evaluated your, like, your, either like your response or things like getting feedback? Like, I know I've gotten better at getting feedback, but if, if that sounds weird, but.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think the person I'm getting feedback from my approach to getting feedback was was greatly dictated by the person I was getting it from so there's you know I've you know playing sports throughout my life or you know having various teachers and leaders and stuff like that there's certain leaders that you respect and you look at what they do and um you know you you believe that they're they're strong at their trade, whatever it is. And so it's like, I'm open and eager to hear their feedback. And then there's other people that for whatever reason I didn't have that same respect for. And so then it was harder to, yeah, it was harder (laughs) for me to to stomach feedback. Um, And so the, the reality of it is, is is any opportunity to be around anybody in any scenario, you've got an opportunity to learn and get better. Um, and it took me a long time to, to, to kind of figure that out. So I've had to grow and evolve on taking the feedback for what it is, um, no matter who it is, giving it, because it's obviously something that they saw and it's something that I can get better at. It's that kind of like perception is reality thing, even mm-hmm. if maybe I don't agree with it right off the bat. Um, it's coming from a, for for some reason, it's, it's being delivered to you, so you better at least um, take it on board and and see what you can do with it because we can all get better from a little bit of everything.
1: I, I used to be awful at, and I wouldn't even say I'm good at it. I probably just learned to internalize it better, but I used to be awful at getting feedback from members. Yeah. Man, I used to be the most defensive person on earth about people, anything they're like I don't like this coach or the bathrooms are dirty and I'd be like well you know what like I just immediately was on the defensive and had like an excuse for why the thing was the way it was whatever whatever their feedback was and uh I could probably safely say that all none of those people are still here and that's probably my fault (laughs) right
2: (laughs) yeah I think that's the same thing is like we're so passionate you can you can get so tied up and passionate about what you're doing and convinced that your perspective is the right one so however you're doing it is for a reason and it's obviously correct in your eyes um and so it's e- i think it's easy to be defensive towards that and have that same approach but god is it not productive huh
1: oh no it's it's actually the exact opposite you're you're compounding uh, what is pro- actually probably a pretty solvable problem and you're going and you're very quickly making it unsolvable by simply just not listening.
2: Right. Um, So what, so how have you gotten better at that? And what have you, have you done anything to try and um, to onboard more feedback or to to promote people giving you more feedback?
1: So the first thing I did was I just started asking people for it all the time. And I just had to like tell myself, it doesn't matter what it is, good, bad, or indifferent. And I just convinced myself that everybody had negative feedback and I was just prepared for it. So I would just go out of my way to ask people how things are going. Do you have any feedback for me? And at first, and this is probably for everybody, if you're like me and you're suit and you have been super defensive about it over time, as you're going through this and nobody's going to give you any feedback. So you have to commit to the process of continuing to beat people over the head with the fact that you want feedback and then they'll slowly start doing it and the initial feedback probably won't be good. So you're going to put in all this time and effort to get feedback to get something that's not good. So I think if you just are okay with that process, then you can start to get that. And so now I think it it comes pretty free flowing. Um, And then the second thing to just try to, I don't know, maybe play psychological games with myself is assume that only 1% of the feedback is legit, right? So good or bad, right? So if it's bad feedback, assume that only 1% of about that is is accurate and good. So it's not, it's so 99% of what's going on is okay. And if it's good feedback, just assume that 99% of it is still just okay and it's only 1% for this one person. So by doing that, I reduced the um, the magnitude of the feedback to me because instead of thinking like, Everything about this is bad and it's 100% a shitty scenario. I was like, 1%. And it just allowed me to take it on board and deal with it. It might not be 1%, but that's just how I did it. Like, it was just a little psychological. I'm like, 1% of what this person is telling me is accurate and legitimate, but I need to deal with that 1%. Right. And it's, and it's usually probably more than that, but that's how I did it. That was just the game I play with myself. Uh, and it just allowed me to take it on board because I was like, it's only 1%. Like, you know, instead of you know, thinking that like everything that I do sucks. Yeah. That that can be hard after a while. Um, So, and it's worked and I'm I'm far more open to it now. And a lot of times now the feedback is like really, it's not even like feedback. Like what I get now is just a lot of ideas. You guys should do this. And I'm like, we should do that. Like, that's great. I'm going to do that now. You know, like what we, things we put in the bathroom, like you should put a little, like just like random stuff that like just would never cross my mind. And then I start to do it, and then suddenly you start to get more feedback on more things.
2: Yeah, I think it's a cool cycle once you're open to it and the more you hear and then then acting upon it too. I think that's a big thing is we try to do surveys at least once a year and it's like whatever people say, we want to make a point to not only do it, but then also prove to people we're listening. it's so nothing's worse than going, hey, give me feedback and somebody gives it to you and you're
1: like- Nothing happens. Yeah,
2: nothing happens, now. There are times where it's like people give me feedback and it's like, well, we intentionally do something this way, so we're not going to change it to do this other way, but I still mm-hmm. can appreciate that. Um, and oh, by the way, this other thing you told me about, I am going to implement, you know?
1: Yeah. Or maybe um, I, won't implement, I won't implement exactly what you did, but maybe it's a variation of what you suggested because you may not have full context on like why that idea wouldn't work, but like we can do something like along those lines. So a compromise yeah. in a lot of those situations is still a win.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think another thing that's helped me to get more feedback is a lot of times kind of as as a leader, as the gym owner, or as Flowmaster at a seminar, is don't just open-endedly ask for feedback, but kind of direct it. Because, you know, at the end of a weekend when I'm like, hey, what do you have for me? Most of the time people are like, I don't have anything, I'm good. <laughs> So, you know, to You're get in a charge, little bit of dude. Service, I don't have anything yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to get something out of them, it's like, hey, what do you think about the way I did this one particular thing? Set up the board yeah. or set up the classroom. I didn't feel good about this portion of it. Did you think that came off awkward? How would you have done it? And then, you know, it starts that dialogue and then it also, you know, hopefully shows them that I'm I'm true and honest in the fact that I want feedback and I don't think I do everything perfectly so here's some things that I don't think I'm doing very well. What's mm-hmm. your thoughts? And then a lot of times that'll kind of like jump start the idea session and then it's like, "Okay, well actually, by the way, there was a couple other things I saw too." And it's like, "Cool. Yeah, All it's right, got to open do that door."
1: That. Yeah, the, exactly. It's kind of like the at the level 1 in like a uh, in an active classroom or even at the level 2 asking that horrific question of, "What do you guys see?" Yeah. <laughs> nothing my heart's
2: beating so fast because I don't want to be pulled in the middle I don't see anything right it's or, like, or it goes
1: so off track from what you want the discussion that you wanted to have you know like I, I would like I wanted everybody to see hip extension and somebody's like well you know I think they're looking I you know, might have a shoulder mobility issue yeah <laughs> maybe I don't
2: know he's looking right at the ground I think that's the problem <laughs> it's like well he is looking at the ground but I don't think that's the problem
1: you're not um, wrong
2: Yeah, exactly. I think a little, little more guidance on, on that Um, being specific, what you want, you know, when you're giving somebody feedback, being specific on what direction you're going to take this thing. And then when you're asking for it,
1: same deal. How, How often do you give your coaches currently? Do you give them feedback? Not that much.
2: It kind of varies. Yeah. At this point we've got most of our coaching staff has been here for you know, three to five to seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got one newer coach that gets, is getting a lot of feedback and more feedback and the other ones. It's, it's a little less um, it's a little less often on their actual classes and coaching. If there's something I notice, then it'll jump out whether good or bad. Um, And it's more so on bringing them into the fold to get ideas for things outside of just regular classes. In fact, I just took our noon class and I'm like, man, we run good classes. So, what else can we do beyond that? It's like the X's and O's of running a general warm up, a specific warm up. I mean, our, yeah. our coaches coach the crap out of people. Our athletes move really, really well. I'm super happy with that. So then it's like, well, what can we do beyond this? Because we've we've gotten pretty good at that. And there's always little things that you can continue to evolve and improve on. But beyond this, what else can we do? Um, so, did you taking,
1: did you come up take, with anything?
2: Well, that was just as I was in in class during this. So it was more so like we're going to have a a meeting with like our, our main coaches later this week, just to talk about different things, you know, get some ideas from them and some buy-in on some other ideas and things we're, we're talking about implementing going forward. So um, I think it's kind of turned to the approach to where it's, it's less of I'm the owner and I'm going to tell everybody what to do. It's more Mm -hmm. of like, Hey, we're a team here whoever has ideas and wants to do something, let me know and we'll figure out how to make it happen Um, and and make sure that it works out the best way so that we all kind of have our hand in that and that it works out well for all of us.
1: What I'm trying to, I don't know why this idea keeps bouncing around my head just for different things, but like, what would be the anatomy of a good feedback Session like if we like you like for instance, look, we have the anatomy of a class, right? So I got whiteboard brief got a general warm-up got a specific warm-up got the workout got a cool down If we could try to come up with the anatomy of, of a debrief for a class a lecture like what else like Where would you start?
2: For me, I think there's there's two things that need to happen in that I guess you can maybe you can call it three number one, I want it to be an open dialogue mm-hmm. on what's going on. And so, you know, the way that I've found um, valuable in starting that is asking questions. How'd you feel about this? Um, number two, it needs to be specific to one or two things. Um, and then number three, it, whatever that feedback is, needs to be actionable. Um, I mean, I could watch a 60-minute class and I could point out five good or bad things about every piece of the class the general warm-up each piece of the specific warm-up what happened in the workout the cool down Mm -hmm. the time management your presence and attitude but if you get to the end of the session and i've got you know say there's six categories that i'm evaluating and i've got five good things and five bad things i got 60 things to talk about that's not productive for anybody no so if you so if you can look at it you can start a dialogue about, hey, well, how'd you feel about this thing? See if you can get them to lead you down the tunnel where either they felt uncomfortable um, or they're somewhere they're working with. And then you can isolate that into one big ticket item, maybe two, and then give them some actionable steps that they can take to improve upon that thing. Easy day. That's that's what you want, right?
1: Yeah. I'm kind of jotting down some notes here on my desk as you're going through this because I'm trying to frame this in my mind a so that it's consistent and like if you're going to be giving feedback or you want to start giving feedback you probably have to have a template and then you want it to be consistent as you go through it and so i guess if you were to like the like if we were to have some framework for it the feedback and this is kind of what we do with the, no this is exactly what we do with level two but the feedback should fall into one of those six buckets right of the six criteria so teaching seeing correcting presence and attitude group management demonstration so as you're writing feedback Largely, if it doesn't fall in one of those six, I would table it, right? Just like put it off to the side and probably not even discuss it at all. Because it probably falls in that stylistic bust- bucket where it is like, hey, I just don't like the way you did that. And it's like, well, that's your opinion, you know, with Todd Whitman. Yeah. He's like, leave, you- <laughs> leave your opinion out of it, bro. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So that's how the, f- the feedback go. But I wrote down four things here. So if I was to give the anatomy, probably the fr- where I would start would be self-assessment tell me what you think. If you could run it back right now, or would you be happy with it? Would you change something? Like, where would you go? Um, and this is something I think kind of Chuck really kind of probably taught me this while back, just to like, to see if they're self-aware. Yeah. And then you'll also get an idea of like where you might be able to dig in based on where they lead the conversation now, because yep. you can go a couple different ways there. So I would probably start with a self-assessment and then I would probably go to what went well, then I would follow that up with what could be better, and then I would probably end with the, when this is the most important part, which you uh, alluded to earlier, what's the action plan? So self-assessment, did, is this person self-aware? Is, there, is their own personal feedback accurate or does it align with what we saw? Highlight what went well, what could we improve? And then what's the action plan for improvement, right? So it's not just like, hey, you suck, Figure it out, get better, but like we should be giving them the tools to improve that. So like I always, I really try to avoid like any f- sort of like negative or credit or critical feedback that doesn't involve at least my variation of an answer to that problem.
2: Right? There's, like, what's the issue if you if you can't if you can't pinpoint how to make it better, then what you are talk you talking about? Feedback? That's, yeah. that's, that's why that's even like bring it you up? Said with when, with your lack your opinion. It's like well, I don't I don't really care if you just didn't like the way that I dressed today, you know, or whatever it is, it's like, that's not feedback. Right.
1: Um, so
2: yeah, I'm with you on that.
1: So I think that's probably what I would do is like self-assessments. What are the positives? What are the negatives? And then the action plan. And then, you know, like you brought it up earlier two. I even start to think that three is too many these days. Yeah. It's one to two, in my opinion, you know, it's just like one to two and here's how I want you to do it. Yep, you know, and then iron that out from there. And I find that to be super, super beneficial. Um, but it does, um, what are some, what are some tactics that you use for people who are immediately, so this probably doesn't happen as much as with your coaching staff, but it still happens at level twos, right? You can tell somebody's not digging feedback. They're not interested.
2: Yeah, it has to. Uh...
1: Yeah, go ahead. Just... Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I do is so Todd is I think he had somebody walk in his office, but like one of the things I'll do is for if you can tell somebody's going to be resistant to feedback, that where we started with that anatomy piece right there with the self-assessment stuff, that is like a real quick way to potentially get past that. And then the second piece um, is the is like going with the positives. So what's their self-assessment? If there's positives and they outline those positives, agree with them. And now we're on the same team. And I think I might have brought this up earlier. Is like try to avoid using the word you. Try to use us, we, or I. And that way, it's not combative in nature because uh, the second I think I read this in like in a uh, like a relationship book. I think um, if when I introduce the term you, now it becomes somewhat of a competition, and the people can be a little bit combative about that because it now it feels like in a personal attack. Um, so if you can try to practice um, not using the word you when you give feedback and I'm pretty sure I have talked about this before. That being said, you're going to have to practice this like quite a bit. You're going to have to do like a fake assessment on somebody. Um, And then practice giving feedback to somebody without using the term you, because that can be incredibly challenging. I think everybody's going to be shocked how frequently we all use that term. Uh, And it can be it it can be the factor that makes a feedback session go completely down the drain. Um, So that can be super challenging to deal with. Uh, But with practice, I think it also kind of helps you develop a little bit of empathy. Um, And then the other thing is predetermine, like as you're writing down feedback, make it objective so that it doesn't feel like um, that you're attacking them. And one of the things that I can actually can help on this, and I meant to write this down earlier, but is that one of the huge components that will make a feedback session go much more smoothly is... The criteria for success should be predetermined. So it shouldn't be just random. For instance, if I'm going to give some feedback, the person who I'm giving feedback on should already know what the scorecard says. And then all of my feedback is going to be pulled or based on what the scorecard says. This is probably the easiest way to avoid combative interactions when giving feedback. Here's a scorecard. Let me explain to you what all of this means. Here's how we're going to grade success or failure, however you want to describe it. That way they know beforehand. So this is how you get them to self-assess, self-assess correct. So you give them the scorecard prior to, and then from there as they're going through the scorecard they have in their mind, now they can go through and they can do this uh, accurately. They're probably going to give you something that falls in line with what the feedback that you had is. Uh, And then you can start going through positives, negatives. And this is where you can start to bat this around and maybe have conversations revolving around that rather than just giving them the feedback. The conversations generally happen with somebody who's a little bit more seasoned, who probably already has an idea of how they would change those things. Uh, Some of the more kind of direct ideas were like, hey, you're going to need to do this because they just don't have enough time or reps underneath their belt to correct that would probably be a little bit easier. So for for my newer coaches. So um, those are just some ideas. I hope that stuff helps Um, just because as we're kind of getting back into the flow of it, we've introduced like a a much more frequent feedback basis for our coaching staff here at CrossFit Rife. And then getting back into the swing of it with level twos and level ones for seminars. um, The feedback loop is starting to kick in uh, pretty hot and heavies here. So again, I hope this helps for you guys. Remember, basically, you know, all the feedback should fall within the six criteria. And then remember the anatomy, and this is what we literally just made up on the fly, would look like self-assessment. What's positive? What went well? In other, in other words, what were the things that could be better? right, aka in parentheses, what was the negative, and then what are your solutions to help them with, whether you give them the direct solutions, um, or whether that's a conversation about what a potential solution to that could be, and and if if you can loop in there, the, you know, using us, we, I, rather than you, that's ideal, And, uh, and make sure that they get the score sheet beforehand. So, um, that's it, kind of giving and getting feedback. So if you are the one getting feedback and none of these things are in place, maybe you propose something that looks like this when you get the feedback and that way it can be a little bit more productive. If you are giving the feedback and you don't have anything in place, hopefully this is a template that'll help you out. And uh, I think what you'll find either way is that the progression you know, towards better will happen at a much faster clip moving forward. So I hope this helps. If you guys have other questions about this specifically or anything else, hit us up. And we'll see you next time. See ya.
0: Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up. BestHourOfTheirDay at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.